Hello, and welcome to The Man with the Iron Task, a podcast that follows me, Ben Deary, in my improbable attempts to take part in the 2019 Ironman Wales event to raise money for the King's College Hospital Charity and the Great Ormond Street Hospital Charity. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. It's another interview. Today, I'm sitting down and chatting with friend of the podcast, actor, long-distance runner, and amateur boxer, Johnny Weldon. Now, those of you who saw the video that I used to launch this whole fundraising effort uh, will know Johnny Weldon. You'll have seen him. He's the small ginger man who is being incredibly disrespectful towards me and uh, snide in that video. Uh, so yeah, a really good friend who I've known for a long time who set himself some really interesting challenges over the last few years and we spoke a little bit about those in our interview. Uh, but before we get into that, I just wanted to uh, relay something really quite exciting and heartening that happened towards the end of last week. Uh, to set this up, I probably need to reveal uh, something that I don't think I've mentioned before, which is that I'm a big fan of cricket. Big cricket fan. And uh, as I mentioned in my interview with Johnny, one of the things that I do to keep myself from going insane when I'm out on long runs is listen to podcasts. And being a big cricket fan, a lot of those podcasts are cricket related. Now, one of my very favourites is a podcast called Tail Enders. This is a podcast that's produced by Radio 5 Live, I think. And uh, it's one of the more light-hearted, comedic cricket podcasts out there. Other more serious podcasts are available. You can listen to The Analyst, for example, or uh, the uh, TMS podcast. But as I say, this one is, is uh, meant to be a bit of fun as well as being informative about cricket. It's quite an interesting group of hosts. You've got uh, Greg James, who of course is the Radio 1 breakfast DJ. You've got Felix White, the uh, musician and former member of the Maccabees. And then of course with them, you have the uh, English swing bowler par excellence, Jimmy Anderson. Now, the Tailenders team made quite an amusing observation, which was that in interviews with cricket players, the interviewer will often sign off by wishing the player to go well, to which the player will frequently respond, cheers. And uh, since observing that phenomenon, on Tailenders, it's become a way of giving a shout out to a friend or family member uh, over the airwaves. So people write in emails or texts and they wish people to go well, to which one of the Tailenders team will usually respond with the customary cheers. So now that you know that, this will hopefully make sense. Last Friday, uh, Good Friday in fact, I was out on a 10 mile run. And I'm gonna be completely honest and aim for full disclosure here because that's kind of the whole point of this podcast is to be upfront and honest about the reality of what tackling this event means for me and the people around me. Um, it was quite a stressful day because my wife and I had had a bit of a contretemps about the fact that I was going out to run on Good Friday. You know, it's understandable. It's, it's frustrating for her sometimes that I have to put so much time into this. And especially on a day like Good Friday, which is you know, supposed to be a, a day of celebrating together as a family and having a bit of a rest, usually. It's a, you know, it's a day off for most people. Yeah, she was a bit miffed that I was going out for a run. It wasn't a bad argument, but it was frosty, let's say. So I was out on this run, I was feeling a bit, a bit low about that, and I was thinking, you know, this is really, this is costing me a lot in many ways. I'm happy to be doing it, I'm delighted to be doing it, it's my idea, and I want to raise money for these two fantastic causes. But also at times, yeah, it has, uh, there's a price to pay in certain aspects. Anyway, I'm having this run and I'm listening to Tailenders, one of the things that I like to do when I'm out on a long run. And you will imagine, and you'll be able to imagine, I'm sure, how utterly thrilled I was when this Go well happened. to Fran from well. Rupert. Cheers. Seb wants to go well for his dad, Simon. Go well. go well to Harriet and Toby who have just got engaged. Go, go well, well for Cheers. Alex, Rob and Phil from Gregson Lane Cricket Club. Go well, go well. Go Cheers. well Cheers. to Ben from his uh, Ironman Challenge for, from Palace Garden Cricket Team. Go well. Cheers. So that there is a shout out from 
basically a group of flatmates that I used to live with. Uh, really good friends of mine. And uh, what, what amuses me about that clip is that Greg James <coughs> accords us far more respect than he really should. He pronounces that title, that name, as if it's uh, an actual cricket club. So <laughs> my friend, uh, one of my flatmates, had written in using the name Palace Garden Cricket Club. And Greg James says it as if Palace Garden is like the, uh, the geographical area, the environ, if you like, uh, and therefore it's the Palace Garden cricket team. Uh, that's not what it means. What that name refers to is the fact that we used to call the flat that we lived in, the Palace, um, not just because we were insufferable bores, but because we had lived in a flat on the Fulham Palace Road. So it was a straightforward, convenient moniker for the flat. And when we moved to a new one in a different area of London, the name just stuck. We still called it the Palace. So we used to live in a flat called the Palace and we used to play a game that we had largely invented called Garden Cricket. Loosely related to cricket, but we were using a, uh, a stick, obviously, instead of a bat, just a, a, a plank, basically, that we'd found. The wicket was an old brick wishing well that was in the garden of this flat in uh, Stockwell, in that kind of area of London. Anyway, so yeah, Palace Garden Cricket Team. But yeah, I really can't tell you actually how much that meant to me, especially on a day when I was beginning to uh, feel a bit low about certain aspects of training. That really gave me a boost and helped me complete the uh, remaining six or so miles of my run in high spirits. So that was nice. Right, well, let's crack on with the interview. So here I am talking to Johnny Weldon in his flat. Um, now, Johnny Weldon, as you'll discover in the course of this interview, is running the London Marathon this year, which at the time of recording is in two days' time. It's Friday the 26th, and the marathon is this Sunday. So look, this is obviously a podcast about my uh, event and, and the fundraising I'm doing for it. But look, if you happen to find it in your heart to chuck a few quid of Johnny's way, I'll put a link to his fundraising page in the description, and I'm sure that would mean a lot to him. Anyway, let's crack on with the interview. This also is my the first thing... ever podcast, by the way. Is it really? I don't know what to do. <laughs> I think just uh, be, your, be yourself. Yeah. Be your charming self. Oh, stop it. Yeah. So, uh, oh, I'm going to put the are back on as well. We are now, but oh, that might not make it, don't worry. I've already shown my vulnerability. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, this is my debut. It? Yeah, that's what people like. And then they'll take you to their hearts and, mm. you yeah. Well, hopefully I'll get an agent off the back of this. Sure. So, Johnny Weldon. Ben Deary. <laughs> Thank you very much for agreeing to sit down with me and do this. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, thank you for your time, Ben. That's, that's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much obliged to do it. I said a word, so, so here we are. We don't look like athletes right now. Not at the moment, I'm no. in my pyjamas and you're in a suit. <laughs> for those who, obviously, this being an uh, audio medium can't see, yes. Johnny is wearing a particularly fetching pair of... Pajamas and uh, red socks. Mo Farah does the same, apparently. He always starts on Monday. Part of the preparation. With tea and pajamas, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. And, well, you say we don't look like athletes, but of course, you at the moment are in yourself preparing mm -hmm. for the London Marathon. Yeah, two weeks. Uh, two weeks, two weeks yesterday. How, how does that feel? Daunting. I'm aching now. Do you, you had a big run yesterday, didn't you? No. Oh. <laughs> So no, last to... last run I did was <laughs> I was meant to. That's a great start. Did a run? No. <laughs> Didn't go. Couldn't it's fine. It's all right. It's okay that I'm making. I got a, I got a tweet yesterday from a lady yep. called Jill at the, the the hospice that I'm running for, which I'll tell you about more in a second. Absolutely. And Virgin uh, Marathon had tweeted saying like, if you feel like you can't do it, if you're aching, if you're worried, if you're anxious, then you are on the right lines. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. So fear is good. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So but hang on, you I. The reason why I said that I thought you'd been on a long run yeah. is that you <laughs> texted me at some point over the weekend. <laughs> Saying I'll be running. Yeah. Yesterday I went, I spent a lot of time in Brewdog. We're not sponsored by Brewdog. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of elite preparation that people need to know about. That. I Great. know, man, I know, I know. No, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, like, you can't go crazy. No, so my, my training was meant to be, <clears throat> I got the place towards the end of last year mm -hmm. and pretty much all of the marathon training programs are from January to April. Yeah, yeah. And it's basically, you do a big run every Sunday. Although that Sunday for me has just become any day that I've got spare time. <laughs> sure. And then in the week, you're meant to do smaller runs. Yeah, shorter runs. Uh, which I've kind of stuck to 
as and when I can because life's got in the way but yeah I'm up to now I've got one more big run to do on Wednesday and that's going to be between 18 and 21 miles right and then after that I do tapering which is a word I've learned the tapering yeah I didn't know what that was until last year when Will was doing the marathon for Great Ormond Street I'd never heard that before yeah so I'm going to do that and then I I have one more 8 to 9 miles and then um and then it's the big day. And it's the big day. The big one. But you've been doing sort of over the last few years. Yeah. You've it's a, because I set this in context. Oh. And we don't, we, you know, we don't talk a lot about. Um, obviously, you and I, are, we're both actors. We don't. I don't talk a lot about this on the podcast because it's not what it's about. But yeah. just to put this in context a little bit. So I met you when we were both working. At the Royal Shakespeare yeah. Company. Yeah, we're both working at the RSC. And you were, were you nineteen, turning twenty? Yeah, like yeah, about that. Yeah, young. Yeah, and. You were living the life that I wanted to live when I was <laughs> but wasn't it was as wild. successful as you were at that point. So you, yeah, you had this extraordinary, you were like, it was amazing. You mm, were working mm, mm. for the RSC at the age of like 20. Yeah. You had a cottage by the river in Stratford. With Perry. With Perry. Whatever all, all Perry. the uh, All the money you needed. Because, yeah. you know, at that point when you're getting paid a weekly wage, it's all the money in the world to you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. just living what seemed like the most fun. It was a bit of a Peter Pan instructable yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Yeah. And what's funny, the reason why I bring this up is that it's what's really funny to me now is that over the last few years I've known you, it seems like you've really kind of transformed from that kind of puckish... Okay. You know, kind of slightly hedonistic, hanging around, having a good time, yeah. doing whatever you want, to being really, like, quite... I don't know if health conscious is the right word, but you do a, you do a lot of exercise now, don't you? I, mean, I do. I exercise most days of the week, yeah. And I never, ever, ever used to. But you, I luckily have one of those frames where I just yeah, do you, whatever you want. Exactly. You and then it caught up with me. But, but, it caught up with me then one oh, right. day. Yeah. Because <laughs> people started to say something. <laughs> Johnny, you look... Um, you're eating well. And then you thought, oh, right, okay. Yeah, but the exercise never came first. That's the important thing I've always remembered. So this time last year, I was about 11 stone, (laughs) or just under, and now I'm just over nine. Well, because I was going to say, if you say 11 stone to most people, they would think that's... I am five foot four, by the way. (laughs) There you go, I think that's the crucial bit of contextual information that you need. Yeah, 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 I'm very small. Um, A lot of people listening to this might also, I should say at this point, recognise your voice, because obviously you are the guy in... I was in a wagon wheel advert, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the wagon wheel advert, but also... Well, oh, the video! Yeah, the video that we launched this whole crazy yeah, um, yeah. So without me, effort with you, you were the, the, the face the, of it, really. The small ginger man berating. That's me. Yeah, yeah. There. But yeah, so the thing, the kind of thing I'm talking about. For example, last year it was last year, wasn't it? You, you boxed, mm, didn't mm, you? Did yeah. like a was it three rounds? Yeah, I did three two-minute rounds of competitive fighting yeah uh, last uh, I think it must have been last October I had a bit of a, a couple of significant things happen in my life last right. summer which uh, incentivized me to make some most make the most of some new spare time mm-hmm. and 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 yeah I I'm a, I'm well was a member I'm gonna rejoin I was a member at a place called total boxer which mm-hmm. is in Hornsey Crouch End and it's just I could not recommend them more they're just yeah. the most brilliant brilliant club and they do fight nights and were they when you say they're a brilliant club we because you obviously hadn't done any of that before no I never boxed it was a, it all started as a, I got a Christmas present my Christmas present was a boxing voucher and I went along and I instantly signed up after my couple of first classes and did they make you feel quite because the thing every now and then I've sort of had this romantic idea of oh it'd be quite fun to try it but what always puts me off is the idea of walking through the door and them just looking at me and thinking get out yeah <laughs> no mate not no no not but at were all total boxes it's got 52 percent female membership which wow. i just think okay. says a lot <clears throat> yeah, for the does. club because it's such a you know the idea of boxing probably to somebody that doesn't know too much about it you probably just picture some underground club in brooklyn with well, massive exactly. men lamping well, a bag and whilst yeah. that does have that kind of Element even to even it, boxing gyms here. I mean, I've, there's a few that I sort of walk past quite frequently, yeah. you know, just around London, and they, and a lot the ones that I'm thinking of, I won't name them, but quite I do. Intimidating. Yeah, I look at them. And yeah, I think, no, this one is absolutely not so at all unfriendly. like that. It's uh, it's 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 just got the most amazing community. There's all sorts of different ages and weights, and mm. um, uh, and obviously a gender good gender balance, um, and also as well, they've they've got they're really supportive for. There's a lot of kids there who are like. Uh, you know, 17, 18, mm. and you know that if they weren't there, they might be getting in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, and yeah, they come yeah. in with such bravado. But then what boxing actually does is takes a you know a violent mm. element, of, yeah, yeah. Uh, but puts it in a really controlled environment. Yeah, and yeah. 
And I just decided to do it. I signed up for it. It was, a, I suppose, a bit of a quarter-life crisis behaviour. <laughs> I'll just do something that I've never done before. Yeah. And I wanted to be the best that I could be on that night. For me, I didn't care if I won or lost. I lost. But uh, <laughs> uh, that doesn't matter. <laughs> but I, no, the thing I thought was I have to just... I can't you, be disappointed. Yeah, you want to feel like yeah. you, you actually had put in yeah. the work and developed the skills and I shed so and much weight complete. and it was never like one of these programs where like lose a stone in a few mm. months it wasn't like that and I actually didn't do it because I wanted to lose weight I did it, it because just I wanted to do something exciting well I mean there's, <clears throat> I remember at the time sitting down with you and thinking that you were you know looking really trim and there's a picture of you on the wall that we are yeah. sitting in at the moment in your flat that was what's that moment like so, because you're about to walk into I was the ring so there. so anxious. You're going to be hitting somebody. Somebody's yep, going to be trying yep, to hit yep, you. Yep. What's that like? So I was waiting upstairs. Now my contender was a guy called Dylan Albertini. <laughs> <laughs> You'll love this, right? So they they announced who we were going to be fighting. Oh, your jacket just fallen off. Now. Oh. They announced who we were going to be fighting, and um, Matt, who runs the gym, went, "Johnny, you're going to be fighting Dylan." I went, "Who's Dylan? Which one, Dylan?" Showed me a picture, and it was literally him, topless in Italy, covered in tats, with a fag hanging out of his mouth, shredded. <laughs> I thought, "Oh, good." And then I went, "Does he know who I am?" And they went, yeah, 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 but here's the picture we showed him. Went through my Instagram, and it was uh, National First Headshot Day. And because, of course, I started the business when I was 11, it was me playing Michael Banks in Mary Poppins. <laughs> so that's who he was fighting. So he's literally fighting a Mary Poppins. And we didn't talk. And I went up to him and went, hey, man, you know, I'm Johnny. I'm going to be fighting you. And he didn't talk to me. And I thought, oh, God, he's got some, like, tactic where he's going to, like, suck me out. Turns out I just didn't speak my chamber. Right. Because I've seen a picture of the two of you having a beer after the fight. We had a pint together after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the other thing that looks really nice about it is that even like it looks like everyone's getting on actually and having a really (coughs) lovely time. Like it doesn't Mm -hmm. doesn't seem like it's at all aggressive or too much animus. But I think what I find tricky about it is just getting my head round. (laughs) Like, well, yeah, but I did the sparring. A a, the idea of hitting someone else, which is weird because. you know, just, yeah, it's just like socially you're conditioned to, to try everything you can to avoid doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also you don't want to hurt somebody, even though that is the aim of the whole... Well, I think... <clears throat> I was but never... then also just getting your head around the fact that they're going to be trying to hit you. I liked, I liked the uh, idea of boxing yeah. because firstly, it's even though it's one of the most popular sports on the planet, it's sort of a thing that actually a lot of people don't do. Yeah. Everyone plays football on the weekends, everyone plays a bit of rugby or golf, and, that's what, and I never fell into that at school. I think you're one of two people I know, maybe. And I just thought, why not do something that is so incredibly out of my comfort zone? And yeah, yeah like you say, that walk-down moment, I came out to, I don't know, Kanye West or something like that. Wasn't so, not a song from Mary Poppins? No, it was going to be... <laughs> I was gonna, it was going to be Johnny Be Good. Sure. And then it was going to be The Fresh Prince, just because I wanted to get the crowd going. <laughs> A lot of it was about, do I look <laughs> to you, cool? it was a show. Yeah, it really was. So I got there, and I'm pumping up the crowd like yeah. this. And then the ref brought us in, and me and Dylan are like face to face, headgear on. And he was like, touch gloves, and you check your gloves. Just stuff that I'd seen happen in films, but it didn't actually happen. And he said, you know, boys, all right, I want a clean fight. Step back, step back. And I just remember looking at him thinking like, so for the next six minutes, my sole job is to hit you. <laughs> Not get hit by, and the thing is as well. Obviously, you know, if you ever see a scrap on an outside bloody Weatherspoons, mm. everyone's trying to stop it, right? Yeah. But for those six minutes, I'm better. People want me to do that thing. Yeah. I'm a better person. That's what they. That's what they're yeah. cheering you on. To and do. also, the the crowd's response is immediate. If you're not doing much, it's silence. As soon as there's a bit of action, they'll liven up. So right, you're literally right. dictating their experience as well. Oh, that's mad. Eno- yeah, enormous and pressure. So you're wearing headgear, right? Yeah. You were just saying before we started that you you could have not done. Yeah, we right. didn't have to. Right. But Dylan and I had a chat before, and I went, "Do you want to wear headgear?" And he went, "I'm not bothered." I went, "Well, I am." <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's a sensible move. And uh, so yeah, we did six six three two minute rounds with a minute in between. Did you, at any point in those, so a couple of questions, any point in those rounds, did you ever land one and think, oh, that was, you know, did you, did you notice that you'd rocked him at all? And equally, did you ever catch any that were not, well, shook you? Mm, so some of the fights were like Weatherspoon car park yeah. brawls, just lamping each other. And ours was quite, quite technical. technical. We were both quite little nimble dancers, right. bouncing around the ring. Uh, there wasn't actually for either of us. We didn't like. I never got hit and thought, "My God, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to collapse here." And equally, I don't think we both landed quite a few shots. But he kind of won, probably based on the, I suppose, on a bit of a point system of how many were landed. Really, I think, I think they do use a point system. Too. Again, I'm five foot four, 
So whoever I was going to come up against. It must be quite tricky though. Presumably he's punching down quite a lot at an angle. So in yeah. a way, well done to him. You know? uh, yeah, all right. So I did that and then so I got very, very drunk because it turns out you can get quite drunk quickly on an adrenaline rush. Well, apparently. absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, so that was, so boxing, that's, I mean, a huge, like you say, something that not a lot of people do, massive out of your comfort yeah. experience. Yeah. And incredible for your your fitness, I would imagine, because you've really got to yeah, be. Yeah, I shared lots of weights. It's very, yeah, yeah my, my. I to be able to do it. And, I, lot, and I lost the weight. It was all interval training. Yeah, right. And, but also a lot of strength and endurance, presumably, a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. I was down there four or five days a week doing hour, hour and a half classes, lots of sparring. I suggest, I recommend to anyone, mm. just go to your local boxing gym, have a few uh, sessions, yeah. and if you've got the nerve, ask if you can do some very safe headgear, mouth gear, uh, mouth guard um, sparring. sparring. It just puts you into a situation that you're never you know, normally in. Yeah. And it's just, it's such a thrill. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a thrill. And you feel great. And you've got, uh, yeah. uh, I mean, it's quite a weird thing to recommend, but it's just a thing that forces you to operate in a slightly different way. Mm. It's probably the most mindful thing you could do. That's what I was just thinking, is that I guess you have, it's a really good way of forcing yourself to focus on what's happening and be in the moment because yeah, if you yeah, don't yeah. you'll you get punched you get punched yeah 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 so it's a really good I way remember the moment I got my way. first ever nosebleed it was with a coach from somebody landing from, a punch yeah in sparring a uh, guy called Bobby one of the coaches labbed me and I went hang on right let's take a minute something, there's something coming out of my face and there's blood all over the tissue right right and I went Bobby I've got you know I'm bleeding and he just went and that's what happened sometime come yeah. on Get back on with that. There you go. But what I'd do is I'd spar from like eight till nine in the morning and then I'd go and do my day job, which is tour guided. So I'd go and do a Harry Potter walking tour, (laughs) talking to kids about Gringotts and they don't know that an hour and a half ago I had blood streaming out of my eye. (laughs) And I just thought it was brilliant. It was like a little secret life. I just went off and did this thing in the morning nobody knew about it. It's like, well, like Ed Norton in Fight Club. It's, in many ways, it's exactly the same. So, so the boxing, uh, that, are you going to do any more of it, do you think? Do you have yeah, 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 I think so. When I get the fight out of the way, I'm going to go back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, yeah, I think so. So the Why marathon not? is where we are now, though, right? Training so I'm marathon. two weeks away from the marathon. You've done a fair bit of running before yeah. in terms of you did a half marathon, was that last year or the year before? I ran a half at the end of last summer. And right. My first ever race was a 10K. Was a 10K. Exactly. I did a 10K, it took me about an hour. That was last summer. Then the end of last summer, I did a half marathon. In the New Forest? Yeah, which was just beautiful, but I didn't really do any training, which is, and it just sounds ridiculous. I just didn't. But you just went for it? Yeah, I just did it. It took me about two hours and 20 minutes. Which isn't terrible, I guess. I limped the last two miles. Yeah. I didn't walk for days. But the marathon all came about because I think a lot of people, everybody wants to run the London Marathon, right? Well, yeah. I say everyone, a lot of people go, that's the thing I want to do. Anyone who day. wants to do any kind of endurance event, that's yeah, what yeah, that's yeah. yeah. So people go apply for the marathon, and if they don't get it, then they go for the charity ballot, and yeah. they end up running for just any old random charity. Whereas for me, it happened totally differently. So here we go. So the charity that you're running for, it's They're the... called O'Caven Hospice, Hospice, and yeah. they are an amazing um, uh, charity down in a place called Lymington, which is near the New Forest on the south coast of England. They are very famous in the local community, very loved. A lot of people have had friends or family that have, you know, have been in, in, in their care. Mm-hmm. And they, they, you know, they look after the terminally ill in, their, in the final few days of their life. Right. And what happened was uh, a good family friend died in their care uh, towards the end of last year. Right. And about two weeks after that, they literally put a thing on Facebook saying, we have a charity we have a spot in the marathon. Right. Who wants it? So they had the ballot. I mean, they yeah. had the, small, the charity. So right. small charities get to enter a competition yeah. every single year. Yeah, yeah. And if they win the competition, they get a, <sighs> a, a cheaper spot in the marathon. Otherwise, any charity can have it, but they usually have to pay a lot of money. And it's also, like you, two grand. Yeah, 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 yeah. So actually, if you raise two grand, you've sort of raised what it costs them to pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. anything above that is a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. But they got this cheap. They got this 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 cheap entry spot in this competition and they put it on Facebook and my mum literally tagged me in it and just said do it for Gary who's our friend who died oh wow and I emailed them and I said you know I sort of played on the fact that I'm I'm living in London I'm from there and I'm an actor and all this Mm. just said all these things that I thought they might quite interest them and she literally called me up and said the spot's yours amazing and I've now raised including my gift aid about two and a half grand fantastic and that's all going to go to them that's brilliant because they're not paying yeah exactly that's awesome so it's been it's been quite (sighs) the training's been very very intense 
because it's been going on for months and it just gets longer and longer and longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I ran 15 miles, no, no, 18, sorry, 18 miles last week. And for most people, that, I mean, that, for me, that's, that's an incredible achievement. But yeah. you finish that and go, that was good, but that's the training. not enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel about what I've been doing as well, because I, I have done a lot of running in the past, but nowhere near these sorts of distances. So where are you, how's it going with your training then? I mean... Because you've got, you're, you're not just running, you've got to train for all three. Swimming and cycling as well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm a bit further out. I've still got another five months or so. It's September, mine. So I'm not in the real, like, guts of it yet. Right. Or I'm coming into that now. I, it's fine. It's the same problem that you were talking about in that there are weeks where it all fits into place and it feels like it's going really well. Mm. Um, you know, you, you manage to fit it all in and you feel good while you're training. Yeah. And you think, this is, this is fine, I'm going to be okay. And then one of two things can happen. Either you'll have a week where you haven't got enough sleep or you know, not been eating properly yeah. or whatever, and you end up having a horrible time when you're training. So mm -hmm. you feel really tired on the yeah. run. Yeah, yeah. You feel really achy while you're swimming or something like that. And then that gets a bit demoralizing because you start to panic about, oh, well, you know, if, I'm, if I feel like this now, yeah. how am I going to feel in September? Absolutely. And the other thing which is actually worse for me, I've found, is when life just gets too busy you know, you have a, obviously being a young dad, there's those responsibilities that have come in and, and just work stuff. And you yeah, get to a point where every now and then you're like, right, okay, I'm just gonna have to bite the bullet and scrap that run or that cycle or whatever, because if I do that, I won't have time to do something that but I- That's a worry, isn't it? I that's what I mean. And then when you do that, so you do that, you go, right, I've got no choice, I'm just gonna scrap it. And then you spend the next like week panicking, because you're like, oh, I didn't do that. I didn't do that 20 mile bike ride. And you're of course thinking about everybody on the day and how much they yeah, training and then you really start, and, and then it gets in your head and you think, I'm, I'm not doing enough, I'm not doing enough. And you, and you, and you have this sort of mm. voice in your ear that starts to uh, just berate you for not putting in the work that you, and it's not because you're lazy, it's because it just isn't it could, enough time. Yeah, but that's because you care and you want to do yeah. the best job you can do. And I've compounded it by doing this bloody podcast so that well, takes up more time yeah this is yeah, instead of running we just sit around <laughs> drink tea and chat exactly all the pros do that and genuinely I've had I've had evenings uh. where I've been sitting there going right I'm meant to be going for a five mile run but I've got to edit this podcast yeah, and get yeah, it yeah. out no but I'm also worried yeah, yeah and it's like you idiot go for the run that's the thing that so you're how many days a week are you doing something pretty much every day now really at the beginning they used to have rest days obviously yeah I don't I'll have the odd one every now and again. And do you do run, swim, cycle, run, swim, cycle? That's what so I'm most days I'll do two. I'll do two things. So Anything this morning? Uh, not today. Nah. Not today. I'm going to do a run to the later okay. To be fair, but you did have to trek across here. Because I had to get to Because you live stupidly far away from, from me. Yeah, Why can't you live that. in South London? I know. Well, it's ridiculous. So but what's, your, what's your longest run? Longest run that I've done so far yeah. uh, is still 15 miles. Decent. Yeah, because I've got, because as I say, I've got a little bit more time. So yeah. I haven't, I haven't, it's a long time, isn't it, to be the out thing, putting one this in front is it, of the other? The thing that's funny about doing a 15-mile run is that's a, a training run that you do on your own at, like, 11 o'clock at night that I've mm. done. So, like, I've done that on a, on a Sunday evening, 11 p.m., it's dark, go out, run 15 miles. What? Which is weird because for most people, a 15-mile run, they'll only ever do that if they're, unless they're running a marathon. They'll only ever do that if they do a half marathon, mm. and it will be a big event in the daytime with loads of people around them, lots of people cheering them on, a real kind of community spirit and, uh, and camaraderie and, you know, they'll have all that surrounding Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas I'm talking about just on my own, and you, in you, the dark. And then you finish it, there's no months. finish line, it's yeah. just you clocking out of Strava or exactly. whatever. Exactly, there's no, there's and no that's finish it, that's line, the there's no like That's the thing, like compared to, my, compared to boxing or compared to any team, uh, you know, when there's more than one person, you've got that encouragement, you've got mm. that inspiration, you've got a coach there shouting you on, but literally it's, you have to motivate yourself. Yeah. You have to know what to eat, what to drink, how to sleep. It's 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 all on you. Yeah, completely, completely. And those long runs are the hard ones because the short. When I say I try to do two things a day, so normally that would be I try and run about five miles most days, right. and then I'll do maybe like two k in a pool or try and cycle about twenty miles or something like that. Yeah. So, you look great though, man. Well, you yeah. Look, it's you, thanks, mate. I mean, you definitely. I, know I, I mean, I was on, going. <laughs> I was going, you know, you were talking about earlier about things catching up with you. Yeah. I was feeling that in a big way. I remember, what was the show I was doing? I was doing a job um, at the, that's right, it was towards the back end of 2017, so right before Indy was born. Yeah. And uh, I remember sort of thinking, oh, you know, I feel like I'm maybe putting on a bit of timber, but it's, it's not too bad. And then had Indy, 
spent the first sort of eight, nine months of being a dad where you don't really do any exercise because yeah. you're just too knackered and there isn't time. And then again, found myself in a dressing room, so like a year later, and was looking in the mirror and thinking, what the hell has happened to me? <laughs> like, it was just like quite worrying. Because right. I'm, I'm a bit older than you, so I'm 33. And I was just, you know, it started, it got to the point where, right, I've reached the age now where if I don't do anything, yeah. I don't exercise and I don't watch what I eat, I start to, yeah, bloat. Yeah. But you look great. And do you have a lot of people saying you look great? Too many. Too many. To the point where it makes me worry, what did I look Fighting like Fighting them off. Yeah, exactly. You, do you, you actually get I mean? that a lot? Yeah, a lot of people. Because I think that's, for me, that's worth it alone. It is worth it. But like I say, because I've got a negative, cynical personality, when, yeah. when um, people say, really good mates of mine say, oh, you look really trim, I think, so for like years before, yeah, they say, did you they, think I was a pig? I get that. Yeah, people say, you look great. Because you used to be, we well, weren't fat, but you know, you used to, you used to carry it, Tim. <laughs> exactly. Like you think, you sound surprised. Why, why, why? But yeah. No, mm. it's nice. It's nice. And it is, like, you must have found it, especially when you're boxing as well, that when you do that amount of exercise, it does, it just completely changes the way your body looks. Absolutely, it changes everything. And also as well, you know, I think a lot of people, I think the majority of people want to not be in this, you know, they want to exercise more, they want to yeah. look a little bit different, all of this. But genuinely, it's just the habit. Yeah, it is. I think, I think you've got to find, I mean, I'm nobody guru, but I know that I've completed a couple of things now and it's, you know, mm. I'm quite mm. proud of myself. Firstly, you've got to like enjoy it and want to do it. Yeah. Um, and uh, but also, yeah. The, just the more you train your body to do something again and again and again, completely. And again. And, and you and wake it, up one day and you, if you have, if you've not gone for a few days, you'll go, oh my, I just subconsciously crave that thing. That yeah. I, that I've. And I think it's about leveraging sort of aspects of your personality that can help you do that. So the big thing I've noticed is that I had lots of, I hadn't realised, but I'd set up lots of rituals in my life anyway. So things like. Doing a show, doing a being in a play or whatever, and then going to the pub afterwards and yeah, sitting yeah, down yeah. with a cut, having you know that had all become this thing that I did, and and it was it provided me with a sort of comfort. Um, but and it is nice, you know, socialising is important, but equally that can lead to you not doing any exercise and mm. having too much beer or whatever. Mm -mm. So the great thing about what I've been doing with this Ironman training, and I think it's a really useful skill to try and develop, is to just take take those aspects of your personality. So if you've got a bit of an addictive personality, for example, yeah. just try and get addicted to going for a run Absolutely. or whatever. Like, like, try, like if you spend two, three weeks forcing yourself to do it at a, on a regular basis, you do fall into a pattern. Yeah, like, okay, yeah. Now this, feels, this is comforting because mm. it's part of the it's part of the structure that I've set up. So, yeah, so it becomes, it's great. Yeah, yeah. And like the other thing, I got I, I calmed down a bit now, but for a while I just got obsessed with watching videos on YouTube about triathlons. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely noticed that there's this thing that I can do if I force myself to get interested in something. I've definitely got a slightly obsessive yeah, yeah. quality. And, and have you met any other triathlon Right, so people? what's really nice is that a few people have actually got in touch um, over the internet because they've found... Like, they, people that you know? No, like complete strangers. So yeah. like people who presumably have been on online and just like Googled Iron Man or whatever and somehow stumbled across, you know, this on Spotify right, or... Right the website or whatever. So a few people like that have got in touch, um, people who've done Ironman events before. That's great. Are you going to train with them or is it just for Well, unfortunately, like, in particular, the two main guys I've been talking to, neither of them live in, in London. They're both actually out towards Wales. But, um, but it's been, that's been nice. I've been, I've been made aware of the fact that there is a whole massive global community of people who mm -hmm. do. There's this guy, for example, in the States. I know he's in Canada, actually. It's this guy called Triathlon Tarrant. And uh, he's got like an empire. Coincidence is his name. Yeah, I know. What the chance? His parents must have had exactly. expectations. It's a good one. Uh, <laughs> he, laugh a minute, mate. He, uh, They're cracking up. He's got he's got this like empire online where he he runs like a YouTube channel where all he does is talk about triathlons. He just loves it. Um, yeah, and he's got you know I don't know crazy number of followers. He runs this website where he basically just helps people put together training plans. Like mm. it's his. That is his. Whole, That's what he does. Yeah, and he's yeah, like. Yeah, of course. A, you, you enter a whole world. There's a whole culture. A, exactly. Up within a little group subset of the population, he's like as famous as anyone on the planet. Amazing. You know, like the guru of triathlon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there is. That's the other thing is that you realise that Ironman is kind of a sport for quite a lot of people that they follow, in the way that some people follow football or rugby or whatever. Like there are. It's a sport. And are there, are there has, professional Ironmen? Exactly. There are professional Ironmen and Iron Women, and they have like. 
world rankings. They have standings, and there. Are so, what who, is the what is the what's the world record? That's then? a really really Do good you know? question. I should know. So, I know I know roughly what it's in the region of. I think it's uh, it's around eight hours. I think. See, that sounds like a lot <laughs> <laughs> to be doing anything. Do you mean it sounds like a lot? As in that doesn't sound. No, like as in, no, 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 you, no, no, no. I don't mean that. <laughs> yeah. I just mean if like eight hours is the world record and you're just constantly working for eight, that is that's an, yeah. So what's the average? I mean that's an well, there you go. So, and that's eight hours of. Yeah, I'm not dissing the world no, 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 record. No, 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 I'm agreeing with you. That's eight hours of um, almost sprinting. Like if you're able to do it in eight hours, you are Jesus. the the intensity level that you're having to keep up for that long is like because you that means you're doing. Well, you're doing a marathon, which is the bit at the very end. What comes quick, first? Quicker then? than most people do a marathon. So the first thing is a swim. Yeah, two, mm-hmm. 2.4 miles. Then you're on a bike for 112, and mm-hmm. then you're running a marathon. And people who, who can do it in like eight, nine hours, their marathon times alone, if they were just doing that, you'd look at that and go, that's a good marathon yeah. time. But they've done that after the bike. Unbelievable, the isn't it? So most people, on average, I think... I think for my age range, a good kind of average time is around the 15-hour mark. 15 hours, okay. Yeah, and that's... Is there anything that you go, that's what I, I'd be happy with that? Um, no, not really, because time being what it is, there just isn't enough time. To, I'm training to just finish the event. Absolutely. I don't have time to... I'd that's what to, I'm doing. I just want to complete it. Yeah, I'd love to sort of say... There was a point in January and February where it was going really well, and I had loads of time in my hands, so I was, like, thinking about it all day, every day. And um, Then I started to think, oh, maybe I could go 14 hours. But then life, sort of a load of stuff happened and, and just it got busy again. And now I'm back to thinking, you know what, if I finish it, that's a win. Mm-hmm. Because um, I think to push for a time, I feel like I would need to be I think in. finishing it is just... Is yeah, just, is I think right if thing. you've got like 20, like 20 to 30 hours a week to put into it, then great. But unfortunately, I just don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And a lot of people said we were just talking about... Um, Feeling like you know you're you just you know um, not training as much as you'd want to and all of this yeah. business. Everyone I've spoken to has said, "Don't worry," because mm. on the day with the atmosphere and the people, and I'm sure it'll be the same with the Ironman, that you will get you will you will be carried along. Yeah, I think so. In fact, the the problem I'm sure it's the same in a marathon. The problem with Ironman is that you have to be careful on race day that you don't let that get to your head too much. <clears throat> so like the danger in Ironman yeah. is that because it's such an exciting event, the, the home crowd, particularly in Tembe apparently, are amazing. Yeah. Really get behind you, it's a great atmosphere. Yeah. The danger is that you start just off, get excited. I feel great! Yeah, and you, yeah, and you yeah. just go for it and then halfway around the bike course you My stomach just rumbled, I reckon you're going to hear that. Sorry oh, about that. That's great, bonus, bonus audio you know. content, great. I'm not starving myself for the race or anything. Have you had, so far in the training, has there been a moment where you've really felt up against it, really felt like maybe you've bitten off more than you can chew. Yeah, and do you want to know when it was? When was that? When my toenail fell off. Oh, enjoy, tell us about enjoy, that. Enjoy your tea. Tell us about that. Well, I didn't know this would happen. There's a few things I've learned. Number one, your toenails fall off. Do you know, do you know what the last thing I found out was? What? Um, the odds are, on the day, I'll defecate. <laughs> <laughs> That's not and a word not, I say often. not in a manner of your own control. Right? Absolutely not. No, no, no. No, I... No, yeah. not like normal, no. So what happened to, how, when did the toenail happen? Did you just come home from a train? Um, I, do you know what it is, man? It's just repetitively banging your the end of your foot into the end of its shoe, just again and again and again and again. And uh, I just started to go, oh, it's got a bit bruised, it's got a bit bruised. And then it went black and fell off. Oh. I know, awful. Other thing as well, whilst we're on the topic of it, nipples. Yeah, I have had, I've had an experience with this, yeah. I had to start putting tape over one of my nipples. Only one. My mum's given me about 30 plasters. Yeah. All sorts of shapes and sizes. Some are long and thin. I don't know what she <laughs> thinks. Some are little while, round ones. It's been a while since you've seen yeah. anatomy, presumably. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, that chafing thing is a bleeding, real Bleeding issue. toenails, chafing, mm. nipples. But did you... Cause Glamorous. Just while we're on the subject, I found for some reason it was only my left, and I don't know why that was. My right nipple... <laughs> honestly, this is true. Smooth as a baby. <laughs> you know what you're bum, talking about. Nothing, yeah. no problem. That never, one's fine. Never rubbed. Uh, my left was like... Well, should we have a look? Are they, are they, are they, are they different? Well, I, I didn't think they were, but no. they must be. Who knows, must, Ben? The left must protrude more, presumably. Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Oh, it's great. Do you listen to music when, you, when you're out running? Uh, a lot of podcasts, actually. Do you? Yeah. Okay. But recently, I've started to listen to music again because... It's I think, fundamental to try and be distracted, isn't it? Yeah, I think the podcast thing was fine when I was still really enjoying the running. When it was still a bit new, 
I thought, oh, this is fun. I'm, I'm out for a run. I'm, I'm a dad in my 30s going out for a run. This is exciting. So I'd have, you know, like This American Life or whatever on game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm learning all about the American electoral system. Great, fantastic. Now what's happened is, yeah, there are times I'm like, I just want to switch my brain off because yeah. I'm bored yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm really fed up and it's cold or whatever. So, yeah, then I start listening to music again. Yeah, sure. And where do you run? Where do you go? So I, the funny thing about um, Ironman as opposed to the London Marathon so the London Marathon obviously is a, just a course where you go, you start, you run 26 miles and you finish yeah. up on Pall Mall, don't you? Yeah, that's it. Now, um, Ironman is, is... The Mall, sorry, yeah. The Palace, yeah. Um, now, Ironman is loops. So it's... Right. Um, it's uh, you're running four laps of this course around Tempe Town Centre. Um, so I'm tr- I try and replicate that a bit in that I've got a kind of a loop that mm-hmm. I run, which is roughly the same it's a bit shorter I have to do mine five mm-hmm. to do a marathon and obviously I only do 21 miles as you know the the, the, the furthest amount of my training What? how does it how does that correlate to us with I the think iron? I'm going to end up doing pretty much the same thing I think I'll, I'll do a huge chunk of all of them well the sw- the great thing about the swim is that you can actually do that so I've done that a couple of times I've done a a full um, yeah I've done that one I've done a, a full four kilometres which is actually slightly further than 2.4 miles. Okay. So you can do that. How was that? That takes about, that was that was actually great. That was one of the most encouraging moments of training so far. I mean, it wasn't easy, but it was nowhere near as hard as I thought it would be. Because when, when I started, that was the one I was most scared of. Because I just, I mean, I swam like a brick. I was terrible. But that's the one that I've noticed the biggest improvement in. And I actually really enjoy it now. And so that took me, what did it take me? It was something like an hour and, an hour, about an hour 50, which the, the cutoff time for that is two and a half hours, two mm. hours 20. So I had about half an hour spare. So I was like, well, that's good. That feels, that's great. feels like a good place to be. So the swimming's great because you can actually do it in a couple of hours. The cycling, obviously, I mean, I'll, I'll try and get up to, by the time the race comes around, hopefully I'll have done a few hundred mile rides. Mm. And then... What's your favourite of the three? Ah, good one. Um, do you know what? And I never, ever thought I'd say this, but at the moment it is swimming. I think just because it's yeah. the shortest. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. I think it's, no, genuinely, I think it's because it's the one that I least expected to be good at and actually really enjoy now. And it is, it is shorter in that it doesn't feel like quite such a huge challenge to do. I, I feel quite confident I can do Say that, that after... Uh, the difference is I've got to do it... How fast the cycle? The difference is I've got, to do it in the sw- I've got to do it in the sea. But there are, you know, there are elements of that that you're wearing a wetsuit, so in some ways that's a bit easier because you're a bit more buoyant and, you know, salt water, all that kind of thing. But... The swim at the moment is all right. Cyc- I like cycling in and of itself, but the bike course in Tenby is apparently brutal. So hilly? Really hilly. Really. And you got a ro- what have you got? Road bike? It'll, I'll be doing on a road bike. Yeah, I'm doing on a road bike. Triathlon bikes are crazily expensive. Right, okay. Have you bought one especially? I will. So I ha- so I'm tra- the bike I'm training on the moment is not the bike I'm going to... I'm just riding on a... Um, did you say a Boris bike? Unicycle. <laughs> Do you know what though? Pretty much. I'm riding around on a single speed. Oh, are you? Yeah. How hilly is South London? Very hilly. Oh dear. Actually. Well, that's probably quite good. Now you're exactly. So in a way, exactly. In a way, it's not something you would ever do in a, in an actual event because it's a stupid way to climb a hill. But there's something actually quite good about training to to climb a hill in on a single speed because it forces you to yeah, develop God, that I can strength. Imagine. And then, in theory, once you introduce gears, obviously you're not going to be. You're not going to have as much uh, yeah, power yeah, going yeah. up the hill, but you won't have to push as hard either. Okay. That's the one that, so I've done, uh, I've done a lot of uh, static cycling. Mm-hmm. So that's quite good because the problem with trying to train for a bike ride in London is that you have to stop all the time for yeah, traffic and the lights. So the and run, yeah, and running as well. Do you find that just dancing in between tourists and stopping I, at the, I do it. I'm lucky. I do it. I say I'm lucky. It's, it's quite hard work, but I do it early in the morning when nobody is around. Brilliant. So it's normally pretty dead and there aren't many cars on the road. So I tend to find that I rarely have to stop when I'm running. So that's mm-hmm. good. But um, yeah, cycling, that's a whole other problem. What I should do is get one of those cycling trainers. Have you seen those? No, what's that? It's like, um, it's like a little wheel that you put in your living room. And you My dad's got one. Yeah. My dad's, not only has he got that, he's, he's got a laptop with various videos of yeah, landscapes going past that's it. That's what people do. And yeah. a fan. There's this, there's just a, stand there with twigs and Yeah, you could, leaves. yeah, could you come around to my house and just like throw, throw foliage? Throw people at you. Yeah, well, people, like, yeah. Just, yeah. What am I going to get attacked? You never know. <laughs> there's a thing called Zwift. Have you heard of that? No, what's that? It's like a really high, it's, it's like several thousand pounds, but it's like a really high tech, exactly what you're just describing. Are you hoping that you say Zwift enough? 
What, Zwift? Zwift. What do you mean, mate? Zwift. Zwift? Yeah. Um, that. No, I've not, not heard of that. But, but that's quite good. So you can just cycle on the spot and feel like you're doing yeah. something. Brilliant. But, I, but the reason why I haven't done that, A, I'm um, lazy. I haven't got around to doing it. Right. B, that I think I would really struggle with. The idea of just sitting in my living room trying to cycle, try, I would just get so bored. I wouldn't do it. I think part of it, because I the other day it was raining and I had to do 15 miles and I did it on a treadmill, right? Right. I ran on the spot for two hours and 20 minutes, right? And I was a bit concerned, yeah. not about me, the way that other people would look at me. You know when you go on a treadmill and someone's been on there for 20 minutes and you think, oh, they're doing all right. Imagine seeing 117 minutes. You'd go, <laughs> there is some sort of mental instability well, that's the problem with that this I had. small guy. That's the problem that I had when I did my, the first time I did the whole swim. Because as I say, it took about an hour and 50. The people and are watching going, is he okay? <laughs> exactly. Is the that, lifeguard. I was imagining the lifeguard broken? watching me thinking, is this the way he's decided to go out? <laughs> he's just going to keep Psycho swimming until he, until he just goes down. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I did it inside. So I think the whole part of it is being out in different temperatures and conditions and neighbourhoods. Sur- yeah, surroundings. Things. Yeah, yeah just, it's great. as you say, once the initial novelty of it is worn off, your brain can be really unhelpful. Mm. Because it, it's just like this annoying... Like, when, when you're in a good good frame of mind, when you're feeling really positive and upbeat and, and actually enjoying it, it's great. You, you you actually get a lot of boost from this kind of internal monologue that's saying, like, yeah, feeling good, like, keep, you know, monitoring your form, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But on a day when you're out there and your brain is just going, I'm bored, I'm bored now, or you're a bit tired, aren't you? Every time but, I run, all I'm thinking is, when will this be over? Exactly, that's... that's but then once in a the while, if you have a good day, you your brain wanders and you think about other things and you... yeah. And that's great. I guess... But that, I always find that's out of my control. Well, that's what I was just about to ask, is is there a technique that we should be learning or is there a way of controlling that? Well, I don't know. know. I mean, it's too late now for me anyway. <laughs> You've only got two weeks. Yeah, forget it. On the day, um, have you got lots of support coming, coming along? Mum, dad, brother, brother's girlfriend, mates from Keswick, the job I've just done. Yeah, uh, yeah about 10, 11, 12 of us. And great. then we're going to get a Pizza Express after. Fantastic. Again, that's not a plug. But it could be. Well, it could be. Yeah, I'm going to finish. The first thing I want to do is uh, drink alcohol. Yeah. Have you, have you been off the booze? No, I mean, if I'm honest, I'm looking over right now, then. You're a brew dog. I was a brew dog last night for hours. No, um, I have cut down a bit, yeah, because, like you say, you just feel sluggish. Yeah, I've, you can't, you can't the next, if, especially if you're trying to do it in the morning, you, it's just hopeless, isn't it? If you've yeah. If you drink some alcohol. Yeah, I cut down a bit. Um, good hangover cure, though, to go for a run, actually, I've noticed. It does blow out the cobwebs, but... <laughs> it's not really why you should be doing it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I've, I've tried to cut down a little bit and yeah. not drink, not eat badly and what have you. Um, but yeah, loads of support, loads of friends coming. It's great. It's the, it is the, one of the biggest events it's, in the world. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. I was there last year, obviously, because Will did it. It was I, great. It was a really <coughs> hot day last year. Well, this is it, because I've just crossed. got the welcome back and they really... Uh, they really emphasise how much you should and shouldn't drink. Mm. Can't overdrink no. because of health problems because they've had issues in the past. Yeah, yeah. But equally, you can't underdrink. But yeah, I remember that day last year because my, my mate uh, Ben, no, not Ben, Tom ran it and he was training. When he was training, he was training in the beach from the east. And then about he? a month after yeah. that, he was running on one of the hottest days of the year. Yeah, yeah, actually. Um, Andy Daniel told me that exact oh, yeah. same thing that he, it was like one day when he was out training, it was pretty much snowing. And then, sure yeah, enough, he did, the, he did the Brighton Marathon, which was obviously, it's just happened, this so it's weekend, like a couple of yeah. weeks before. But it was much hotter than it was this weekend, mm-hmm. last year. So, oh, mate, it's going to be brilliant. Like you said, I'm not going to start too fast. I'm going to... Just pace it. Going to pace it. Do you have a time in mind, or are you... Are you if I do it in around, well, who knows, really? No. <laughs> I average eight minutes, between eight and eight and a half Minutes per, per mile. mile. That's pretty good. Um, which w- which actually works out at something like three point six hours, say, which that's... is ridiculous. And but that's based on how much fatigue I face in the second half. Do of you it. keep that pace up if you're doing? Tends to like be quite. Miles. Tends to be quite consistent. I mean, I did eighteen miles the other day, and it stayed at around eight minute miles. Really? Yeah, or five minute per kilometer, which I was wow. quite pleased with. Um, but my, my friend that I was running with the other day, Tommy, ran the marathon last year, said you always, everyone says that you have to give at least half an hour to 45 minutes on top of what you're expecting. Right. If I come in around four, 
I'll be so chuffed with myself. Yeah, yeah. But I reckon four and a half or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. It's a long way to go. And all for a good cause, raising money for Oakhaven Hospice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fundraiser's going quite well, as I said, about two and a half grand. Well, if, um, if I can get this out in time, who knows? But if this is out before before the next couple of weeks, then... It will rock it. Yeah, absolutely. My my three subscribers... Come on, are they wealthy? Quid. I mean, they're listening to this, so presumably they've got not. a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> they're not at work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fundraisings, I mean... Like I yes. said, I didn't have yeah. a pressure of a minimum because of the competition that the charity won, but I, yeah. uh, I've i not been slack with it at all. But I've not, I didn't do any uh, event days or anything like that, just luckily. so I mean, social media, really. Social media is one of the best Just putting on there, just annoying everyone's Facebook it's feed. It's tricky, isn't it? By because reposting again and again and again. It's tricky, isn't it? Because obviously you, it means a hell of a lot to you because you're the... And, it, you know, it's a really... You should never, ever feel embarrassed about asking somebody if they're up for donating to charity. A, because it's a good cause. B, because they can just say no if they don't want yeah. to. But it is funny how I've, like, I do get a bit, I get a bit worried about it every now and again because I feel like there is a lot of it going on, which is great. The fact that there's lots of people raising money for charity mm. is really positive. Mm-mm. But at the same time, every time I'm... Go, oh, to, another thing. Yeah, I always worry that people are thinking, oh, God, like, when, when does this end? Yeah. <laughs> when are people just going to let me enjoy my money? How's your fundraising going? I mean, it's going. I'll sponsor you. Oh yeah, thanks, man. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's going. It's going. If you sponsor me, but... I haven't. I will. Uh, it's in two weeks, but I've done it yet. But I will. I haven't done. I haven't done the proper big drive yet. Um, a few people have been brilliant and just got in ahead of time and, and uh, backing me. So I think we're at something like four hundred odd quid at the moment, which Amazing. is great. That's great. But, um, and you got ages to go. Got ages to go exactly. And I think in the last like fifty days will be when I start. Mm. You know, Are you going to do any big event day, fundraising day? I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. I might I'd see what I've got time to fit in. Um, like you, I'd just be probably putting out a lot of stuff on social media. Yeah, that's the thing. Have you got, you've got a page, haven't you? I've got a page. Um, yeah, and um, I might even try and get Kings and Great Ormond Street involved. It's tough, though, because obviously, again, they do so much stuff. You know, so many fundraising events. And did you approach them so, and say, I want to do this thing, can I run on behalf of you? Yeah, basically what happened was, because they don't do Iron Man, it's not an event that they have a place for or anything like that. What happened was, obviously Will ran the marathon last year. Yeah. And it was really amazing and inspiring to see him do that. It reminded me how much I felt I owed to Great Ormond Street and also to King. So, he, so Will ran for Great Ormond Street. King's is obviously the other hospital involved. And it just reminded me that... I. I never really felt comfortable with the fact that this extraordinary event in our lives happened where we desperately needed their help and they yeah. saved our child's life. And then we kind of just sort of waved. Thanks. See you later, guys. Bye. We're off. Yeah. And I'd never felt comfortable with that. I'd always felt like at some point I need to do something. Mm, yeah, Otherwise, I'll, I'll never feel good about myself. Well, maybe so, people they are. What so then, I, yeah, I just emailed both of them and I said, look, I've got this idea. Because because it'd be raising money for two charities, I feel like it needs to be something reasonably big in order to generate enough money that when we've split it half and half, it yeah. still feels like it's worthwhile. Uh, and yeah, I said, look, I'm thinking of doing this this event. Are you guys up for it? And their response, they were both great. They said, look, we don't, no one's done it before for us and it's not something that we have a charity place for, but yeah. if you want to do it, then yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Brilliant. So we, so yeah, so we did. See, this so is it, man, and you end up doing something really good for yourself for a good yeah, cause. It's just exactly. a generally positive thing to do. It's one of the best things, especially like, again, this isn't Honest Actors, you know, Jonathan Harden's got that covered, but especially doing what we do, if you're not careful, you can fall into these traps of just sort of, you know, like if you, when, when you're not working, for example, getting a bit down and a bit introspective and not really doing anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And stuff, motivation. Yeah, and stuff you, like this is great because it just forces you to kind of go and yeah. do something else. And the thing is as well, it's, it's, I, I genuinely think if you want to achieve something, a deadline is great. I remember when I was doing stand-up, I went, right, I book a gig in for that day and I know that on, by that time I have to do it. When it was the boxing match, I knew that I had to be the best on that day. Now I've got to... Whoa. Nobody ever knocks on this door. I don't know who it is. Let's see who it is. Nice one. Thanks. Ben, you won't be able to drive me. What have you got? I'm pretty sure it's my vest. 
Oh, hang on, that will be... This is it. Bring that over here. Yeah, that will be extraordinary moment. So we were, depending on how I cut this together, but we were just chatting there, there and, and Johnny's, Johnny's door, there was a knock at Johnny's door. And the package has just been delivered. <laughs> oh, and here man. it is. Oh, mate. The charity took care of it. That's good, man. Have you got your race number? No, I've got to go collect that from All you, right. so. Oh, yeah, there's a whole event, isn't there, that you have to go to. That's pretty swish, isn't it? Oh, mate, I quite like it. Right, so just before... That package arrived with your running vest in it. Um, you were saying deadlines and how they help you. So you yeah, saying? I think, yeah, I just think that it's so easy to go, oh, I'll do this one day. But unless it's actually in the diary and there's a level of financial pressure or, bit, you know, a bit of pressure on yourself, good pressure. Yeah, yeah. Um, most people just go, oh, I won't. Oh, I, I, I'll just, I'll do it tomorrow good instead. Um, and yeah, just knowing that I was going to have to do the marathon or the boxing or whatever on that day made me want to be the best version of myself for it. Well, that brings me around to sort of where we started. Oh, I'm actually. cold in this vest now. It's a terrible <laughs> idea. No, go on. That brings me around to where we started, actually, which is that thing I was saying about earlier on. It's not just exercise. It's, it's that. That's what I've definitely noticed you doing over the last sort of few years is just setting yourself these challenges, you know, things that you have to go and do. Yeah. You have to put in a bit of work to get ready for them or you have to get outside your comfort zone for them. Well, yeah, Which yeah. is inspiring, you know, because it's so easy to just go through life and yeah, go, of course. Well, this is who I am, this is what I do, and just muddle through. And you've not been doing that. You've been setting yourself lots of... And I just think that our bodies are capable of the most extraordinary things, but we just don't do them because we're just a bit lazy, as yeah, humans, yeah. aren't we? And actually, the body will go on far longer than what you can mentally cope with, I, I think. Yeah. And I just think if you don't do these big crazy things, you're missing out on yeah. exciting opportunities. You regret what you don't do rather than what you do, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Awesome. Mate, Johnny, thank you so much for... Benjamin, good luck. Pleasure. And you, and you, mate. As I said, I'm going to try and get this out before, before the run so that people can sponsor you. Cool. But go well on the day. Thanks for having me. So there we are, Johnny Weldon. Now, during the course of that interview, Johnny had a question for me. He asked me what the world record for an Ironman event was. And I was ashamed to not be able to answer him. I've since gone and looked it up. And actually, it's not as straightforward to answer that question as you might think. Uh, we haven't really talked about this before on the podcast, but it's worth being aware of the fact that there are Ironman events, which are official uh, WTC Ironman branded what we call M dot races. M dot describes the logo for the Iron Man. It's like a, the M has been made to look like a, a person. You'll, you, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. So M dot Iron Man branded events. Then there are also Iron Man distance triathlons that are not under that umbrella. So they're not official branded Iron Man races, but they are Iron Man distance. You know, 2.4 miles of swimming, 112 miles of cycling, and a marathon. So it turns out that the, um, the world record for both men and women uh, for Ironman distance was set at the same competition, not in the same year, but the same competition, which is Challenge Roth in Germany. So in 2016, Jan Frodeno of Germany, I hope I'm pronouncing that name correctly, uh, he set a male Ironman record of 7 hours, 35 minutes and 39 seconds, which is crazy. And in 2011, at the same event, Challenge Roth, Chrissy Wellington from the UK set a woman's Ironman distance record of 8 hours, 18 minutes and 13 seconds, which is also nuts. So there you go. Those are the records for the actual distance, um, but they don't count as the Ironman World Championship records because they weren't in Ironman events. As far as I'm aware, the current course record holder for Hawaii uh, Kona in Hawaii, which is the Ironman World Championship event. That's the big one. <clears throat> the current record for that, as far as I'm aware, is held by Patrick Lang. Uh, and he completed that uh, event in 2018, so last year, in 7 hours, 52 minutes and 39 seconds. So again, pretty damn quick. So that's Patrick Lang, who again is from Germany. So I don't know if there's something about the Teutonic air that uh, just creates incredible triathletes. Who knows? Maybe. Not sure. Um, and the Women's Ironman Championship course record is, as far as I can make out, 
held by Daniela Riff, who is Swiss, so bucking the trend there for Germans being the best triathletes. I suppose geographically quite close though, isn't it? Right, that's all for this week. I'll see you next time. The Man with the Iron Task is a charitable podcast in aid of King's College Hospital and Great Ormond Street Hospital for Children. To find out more, go to www.manwiththeirontask.co.uk.